0: everyone welcome 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 to well wednesdays i am your host courtney weaver i'm also the director of well wbu here at west virginia university and with me today so excited is brad grimes he is the program coordinator for the lgbtq plus center i'm a big fan of brad's we've worked together on a few different things but i feel like we need to work together all the time um but So excited to have him here. So Brad, welcome. And if you want, can you take a second just to tell everyone about your role here at the university?
1: Sure. Hi, Courtney. It's great to be here with you. So, my name is Brad Grimes. I use he, him pronouns, and I am the program coordinator here at the LGBTQ Center. In that role, I help develop and implement the LGBTQ Center's programs, activities, and initiatives. I present educational safe zone and transgender safe zone trainings to students, faculty, staff, community members, sometimes statewide. And I supervise the LGBTQ Center's student ambassadors. So it's such a pleasure to be here with you and talking about coming out for national coming out day, which just happened yesterday, October 11th. It happens every year on October 11th. So thank you for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Yes. All right. And like Brad said, the national coming out day was, well, On the day we're recording this, it was yesterday, but on the day this is released, it's over a week and a half ago at that point, but that's okay. But it's on October 11th every year. And Brad, can you give a brief history of what this day is and like how it came about?
1: Sure. So it was established in 1988 on the first anniversary of the first major march for queer rights in Washington, D.C., Um, And that was an event, of course, that resulted in the founding of several LGBTQ plus organizations. It grew, it was celebrated in a couple states, but I think as early as 1990, it was celebrated in all 50 states. And the the takeaway, I I think it was founded because the, the foundational idea is that homophobia and discrimination, things like that, thrive when in silence and in ignorance and fear, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so many people, I feel like so many heterosexual cisgender people think, well, you know what, I am not that invested in gay rights because I personally don't know anyone who is LGBTQ or gender nonconforming, gender non-binary, whatever. But the fact is, they do. They may not know anyone who is actually out an out LGBTQ person yet, but almost everyone knows someone who identifies as a member of the LGBTQ plus community or someone who is gender non-binary, gender non-conforming, gender fluid, that kind of thing. So the idea behind National Coming Out Day is that by coming out, we kind of make the personal political and we like show people that, well, yes, these, these things should matter to you and they do matter to you because people you know and care about. Mm -hmm. are members of the community. So, you know, someone who says, well, I don't really care about gay rights because it's not relevant to me. Well, you know what? When people come out, it turns out that, oh, my youngest child is LGBTQ. My uncle is LGBTQ. My my second cousin is is transgender or non-binary, right? Right. So when we show people that, you know, when we come out, we show people that we exist, that we're not ashamed of ourselves, that we're, we're proud of who we are. And then that lets them know that, oh, okay, so I do know people. This does touch me. This does affect me.
0: Yeah. That's
1: kind of the takeaway.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting, too, because we live in, you know, a very heteronormative society where heterosexuality and, like, being cisgender are kind of con- seen as the norm, right? Like, that's what normal is. And I'm using quotation marks. <laughs> Big video, quote, air <laughs> quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> yeah, air <laughs> quotes around the word normal. You know, if you are heterosexual or straight, as some people say, you don't really have to it's like coming out's not a process that you have to go through right. know, it's sort of always assumed and so like how would you explain the coming out process to those folks who may not be familiar with it?
1: So I think there's a couple of stages to it so the the first part of coming out is a very is, is a personal stage, a personal level so we come out to ourselves first and by that I mean that we come to accept, and identify with our sexual orientation and or our gender identity right so it's a it's a personal like all right so for example growing up i was very conflicted about being gay i i kept thinking and hoping and praying that it would just go away it was a phase i'd grow out of you know of course it never did because it's who i am Mm -hmm. um it's who i always was so i had to first come to terms and make peace with that myself i kind of had to come out To myself right like oh okay i am a gay man and then once i had taken that personal you know internal step of coming out to myself then i began and i was able to then come out to first a friend and then later to my family and then you know on and on in that kind of ever widening circles
0: okay and so how do you think someone makes the decision to come out? Like, what's that, what's that process like for a lot of folks?
1: I think uh, for most people, it's people do a lot of research and study and like they, they make real efforts to educate themselves, to learn what's going on with themselves. And, you know, I think there's tons of introspection. Oftentimes there's prayer. I think there's sometimes like dropping hints, testing the waters, getting a feel for it. Is it safe for me to come out? What will like my um, financial support, if that's coming from my parents, look like? What will my housing look like if I come out and there's a negative reaction if, if if it goes poorly? So I think that it's just a lot of like I said, introspection and and planning, and I think just yeah, testing the water to see if it's safe, and and also I feel like you know it's kind of seeing where you are internally, like. Am I comfortable enough with this myself to share it with another person? Mm -hmm. So I think all that goes into all of it.
0: Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, a friend of mine that was in like my core friend group who I'd known since elementary school, you know, she came out to me and a, a few of our other friends just one night in the basement of my parents' house. It was before she had come out to, you know, her family or anything like that. And it was such a privilege to be a part of, that process for her because she did feel safe enough to tell us. And we had, we didn't know, but we suspected. And we were just like, you know, great. Like we love Mm -hmm. you. Let's just, yeah, we'll support you in whatever you do. And it's, it's, it's an honor to, it was an honor to be in that position for sure.
1: It is. It's a huge sign of trust when someone feels safe enough and respected enough to share something fundamental about themselves with you. And what you said is like really such a key takeaway is when someone comes out to you, you know, do take it as a sign of trust and respect, but also do ask, what can I do to support you? Like, you know, thank you for trusting me with this. How can, you know, can I help in any way? How can I best support you? Mm -hmm. And also being mindful that, you may be the only person that this person has told. So as much as you're excited, like, oh, I have a new gay friend or a new trans friend, you can't really go blabbing that around to everybody without first checking in with the person who came out to you to say like, you know, how, how, how secret is this? Or like, have you told anyone else yet? It might be anyone who knows. Check in with them about how widely they have shared it and how widely they want to share. Because again, being mindful that you know, it may not be completely safe for them in every context right. to be out. So sometimes we're out to our friends, right? But not our families. Sometimes we're out to family and friends, but only immediate family, not like distant family. Sometimes we're out to family and friends, but not at work or not in our religious communities, things like that. So there are, you know, so often coming out isn't something that just happens once, right? <laughs> it happens over and over again pretty much and every time you walk into a new new room a new scenario there's the decision like how do I want to come out if so to whom to what extent it's an ongoing process that happens over and over and over again that's you know we're not like a celebrity or like like Ellen DeGeneres who can come out one time just announce like hey I'm gay and then the world knows and she's you know she never has to come out again right right so right for most LGBT people it's a series of multiple coming outs over and over again.
0: Right. It's definitely not a one and done process. It's like, okay, it is, here's, it you're out. Here's your card. <laughs> yeah, like, no, nope, that's, that's not how it was. I, well, I saw so I used to facilitate safe zone trainings at my previous institution. And that was always something that we talked about. Like there can be students maybe here at WVU or at any college <laughs> where they're out at school, but they're not out back at home. And so they might exactly. have like, completely different social media accounts that they share with their college friends versus their friends from their hometown and their family. And so it is really important to have that conversation with, with folks to be like, all right, what, what can I do? Like, who, like, how many people, how can I keep you safe? How can I help keep you safe? Right. And, and speaking of safety, like how, what are some ways that folks can, I don't know about ensuring it, but like making sure that it's safe for them to come out. Like what can they sort of put in place?
1: So I, I feel that like being clear with people that you do come out to, you know, mm-hmm. of the parameters of your comfort level and exactly why. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get to my family because, you know they're paying for my education and I don't, I can't afford to lose this financial support if they handle it badly or poorly. Right. right. Um, if, if I, if they reject me and I, I mean, maybe it's, you know, for a teenager who's 17, still so living at home, you know, I don't want to find myself and sadly it happened, but I don't want to find myself homeless mm-hmm. or kicked out of my my family home because my parents are disproving or rejecting of my sexuality or my gender identity, right? Sadly, it happens. Um, You know, a boyfriend of mine, one of my first boyfriends, was kicked out of his home, I think, at 19. Like, just out on the street, lived on Kraft macaroni and cheese for months because he had no money, nowhere to live, but his family just kicked him out of the house when he came out to them. So it's tragic, it happens. So it's just being mindful, but, you know, I think it's important not only to like, be respectful and supportive, but like for people who choose to come out to make sure that they're clear about that. This, this needs to be remain confidential. And why?
0: Yeah. Just make, just makes me sad that like this process has to, like those thoughts have to cross your mind, you know, just to be your authentic self. It really, right. so, I mean, on the, on the opposite side of that coin, I mean, what, what would you think are, what do you think are the benefits of coming out? Um, for for folks? Like what's why would they do it in the first place?
1: So like even though it, it can sometimes initially be upsetting, mm-hmm. I feel that like coming out eventually helps LGBTQ folks and people with gender nonconforming gender identities live more self-accepting and more authentic lives. Yeah. You know, when we stop hiding who we truly are, we can begin to grow and develop into fuller versions of our best and whole selves. So, I mean, I'll give you a personal example. For me, like living with the distrust that my closest relationships might go away if they actually knew who I truly was, it was causing me a great deal of depression and making me very anxious, very sad, and just depressed. So for me, coming out was kind of a necessity because I, it got to the point where I can't live this way. I can't live with thinking that the people that I love wouldn't love me if they knew, if I took the mask off and they, they knew who I truly was. So, it, I mean... And that, that's when my mental health healing began it was when I started living authentically. And I didn't tell the world. I told my immediate family and my, my best, the person who is to this day, my, still my best friend. And of course it built from there as I, as I grew more comfortable with, and as I got more secure that like, I have the support, these people like love me and accept me for who I am. But my mental health began to, to get better and my, my world got better and, I became authentically more myself and I started to grow once I came out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how do, how does the LGBTQ center support students here at WVU? Like what are the programs that you, programs and services that you all have to make WVU a safer place, perhaps for folks who maybe are coming out, haven't come out yet, are living proudly. Like what do you, what do you got going on?
1: So we we offer a ton of resources. First and foremost, for people who identify as LGBTQ or gender non-conforming, we are a safe space, right? We're a safe space for people to meet, to study, learn, and work together. For people who may not know as much about LGBTQ identities and things like that, we do a lot of work. We work very hard to educate people who may not identify as LGBTQ, about the LGBTQ experiences, about LGBTQ history, pressing issues that the communities face, and how LGBTQ plus inclusion makes our campus and society stronger and richer. We educate to promote greater understanding, stronger allyship, and fuller inclusion, because, you know, we work better together, right? So, and sometimes it is simple, just simple not knowing so when we like kind of educate to help people understand better then that helps disrupt and break up homophobia or you know just not knowing that can result in a lot of fear or kind of ignorance right Mm -hmm. so we do a lot of most of our work is geared toward like fostering education and inclusion combating homophobia and things like that and we offer a wide variety of programs that are fun, educational, recreational and geared to building community and really raising awareness and fostering respect for our diversity.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think everything that y'all offer is so great if if our listeners are interested in learning more about the center, I recommend that you all follow them on social media because you all have Twitter and Instagram. And I know this month is LGBTQ history month. And so it is. You're, sharing, you're sharing prominent figures every day and and why they're important to, the, to LGBTQ history. And it's really great. Uh, but you also talk about, you know, the upcoming events that you all have. Um, so if you're interested, yes. we'll, we'll put your social media handles in the description Beautiful. for the podcast. Uh, and a also on a our website. website.
1: Yes. Um, our, our website, lgbtq.wvu.edu. Great. A treasure trove of like our resources, upcoming events, all that kind of thing. Yes. The so, Courtney, I do want to mention, like while National Coming Out Day is a celebratory day and a day to celebrate people's bravery and courage for making the decision and being able to come out, I just want to stress that like we should never pressure anyone to come out. Right. Um, for example, like you mentioned like with your friend, well, oh, we kind of thought maybe suspected that, sometimes people are tempted to think, "Well, I'm going to help them, help them out, and help help them along by helping them come out." You know, that's a big no-no. That's a that's a definite don't because people come out. It's a very personal thing, and people come out when they feel safe and when they are ready, right? So, while we're celebrating the courage and bravery it takes to come out, never pressure someone to do something they're not they're not ready for. And also being mindful that it may not be safe. People may not be in a situation or at a time in their lives where it is safe to do so. Preston Mitchum, a queer Black writer, notes that uh, coming out for people in marginalized communities can lead to what he calls hypervisibility for those with intersecting identities, which potentially lead to discrimination in the workplace, even family exile could lead to violence or even criminalization. So we celebrate the bravery and the courage it takes, but we are mindful that like, you know, people come out when they are ready, if they are ready. It's not something that people have to do or should ever be pressured or forced to do. And, you know, we want to, as you mentioned earlier in this podcast, be mindful of safety.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brad, for talking with me today. I really appreciate all of your wonderful insight. Um, And I hope that more students at WVU come and check out what the center has to offer. But to our listeners, thank you all so, so much. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays.